0: Hello, Annie Trenders! Welcome to the Girl Talku, hosted by the ladies of Anime Trending. We are back with another fun topic on the table. My name is Gracie, and I am joined by
1: Hi, everyone. It's Isabel,
2: and this is Actus.
0: And without further ado, the Girl Talku today will be about overrated anime that we love um the overratedness will most basically be in part of what the anime community has deemed the anime to be and on top of that on whether we love it or not it can fluctuate essentially between us actually loving it loving it with our lives or it could potentially just be a guilty pleasure that we still really enjoy even though others have decided the anime to be overrated because i have some uh you know sneaky uh Uh, behind the scenes information. I know that Agnes is super prepared for this episode today. (laughs) I'm gonna start No, don't out me. No
2: (laughs) I wrote it literally in like 30 minutes. I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna splice this together. I think this is fine. And you're like, you had this nestled deep in your Kokoro and I'm like, no (laughs) I suppose we're starting off
0: then. You cringe because you know it's real. So yes. I
2: know it's real. It's <sighs> okay, for for a disclaimer note, I generally stay away from overly hyped things and things that are like considered overrated. At one point I'm just kind of like, okay, a show is overrated because it falls in like in these pitfalls. It's just bad writing, just bad characterization, just bad organization of the plot. And I just leave it at that. Like I don't revisit them back as a point of guilty pleasure. It's just it becomes a series. But there's one particular series that I cannot let go of, and that series is by Tait Kubo called Bleach, bum, uh, bum, airing bum. all the way back in the early 2000s. <laughs> what was the button
0: <laughs> I had to do it, okay, sorry, continue.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the unnecessary sound effects. <laughs> so a lot of the anime community has definitely critiqued about Bleach, and I have plenty of critiques for it myself. Um, Some of the main pointers are just flash through them is like there's no plot halfway between the series except for the fact that they're now focusing on one primary antagonist but everything else kind of just like falls away Uh, a lot of the characterization becomes very edgy no characters have depth and there's a lot of fan service in the show unfortunately and none of the power mechanics also make sense anymore at that point because Taikubo likes to create very cool-looking characters, characters that are not from your typical cut-out cardboard of like the shonen jump genre. Um, and then Ichigo is, of course, stupidly powerful. He's basically part of everything that's introduced in the series, and I actually don't even know if he's human anymore. And at the end of the day, when you're watching Bleach, it feels like you're watching Ruby all over again each season and hoping that there's something redeeming at the end of the day, but you know you'll never be satisfied. So that's the general consensus of Bleach. I don't know if you two agree with it and or have watched Bleach.
0: I never personally got into it. Um, I one of, my, one of my closest childhood friends, she really, really loved Bleach. She loved Ukiora, the um ispo- oh geez yeah the one with the eyeliner oh. i think she's the reason why i got into angst guys in the first place because she got me obsessed with him ah. but um uh, that's a discussion for another time <laughs> um that being said though even though i liked the character a lot that she obsessed over when i watched bleach i never fully got into it and i'm honestly not 100 percent sure i know why exactly for that reason because it's been too long for me now so i can't really comment on the remark of its critiques and it's um and you know whether it's overrated or whether it's better than people give it credit for just for simply because it never made enough of an impact for me to sort of hold on to so that's my side <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I'm on the same thing. Well, I actually really like Bleach as well. So that would be one Yay! of my favorite ones if I had to choose also. But I would agree with you. There are definitely like plot holes and uh overpowered characters that come into play. But I also think it's a lot of fan service for the girls, so that's why a lot of girls <laughs> like the characters mm-hmm. for me. I really, really like Grim Joe. So when he came back and Yeah, that, Grimjo I, yeah. <laughs> So, as you can see, i got really excited. <laughs> Is
0: this how people got obsessed with uh, Suwabe-san because pretty sure he's the voice actor for Grimjo?
2: <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I mean, Grimjo, I feel like Taikoppa creates a lot of very diverse characters. If you put aside their personalities mm-hmm. and you just look at the character designs and the voices behind them, they're all riveting. Like they're all it really draws you into the story. Or just into whatever action scene that they're part of, honestly.
1: No, yeah. I really, really like his character designs. I feel like that they're like very, very special and very unique yeah. to the way that he draws the characters. And especially, I mean, it'd be great to see them more in animation also. It's just the way that he designs them definitely drew me in, obviously. Ichigo is like, okay, at best.
2: Yeah. I feel like season one Ichigo was much better because I read this in another review... Uh, a YouTube analysis review that Ichigo was the rebel going against the system and that's what a lot of people vibed with, but a lot of that personality of going against the system really fell out of favor into like, oh I must save my friends and oh now I fight for society kind of thing and it's just very awkward Um, but other than that yeah, no one really cares about Ichigo, everyone else cares more about the side characters (laughs) and how cool they were
0: I did hear Rukia had a huge fan base, so and I did like Rukia her. had Rukia had like a
2: fairly large fan base because she was in competition with Orihime as love interests. Oh, yeah. I would say, mm-hmm. but I would, but Rukia also has a fairly compelling backstory of why she has the Zanpakuto that she does, which I thought was like super interesting because each person has their own Zanpakuto that is unique to their own selves and whatnot. And speaking of Zampacto, uh, a small anecdote: When I was in middle school and high school and going through my Bleach phase, I drew Zampacto designs to like no end. Uh, they all have like blades and serrated edges and extravagant hills. That's how how deep into the series I was.
0: Oh. Wait, wait, wait. So okay, so here's my question then: Because you pointed out that a lot of people think Bleach is overrated. But you clearly picked uh, Bleach for this topic, aka you have very, um you know, fond feelings for it, to say the least, especially now that I know you drew all those stuff in middle school. Um, <laughs> but I guess, like, you also mentioned Bleach, though, when you were critiquing shonen anime. Like, remember when we did the shounen uh, critique? Yeah. So you also <laughs> pulled Bleach out, and you, like, critiqued it to no end. So I guess, like, I'm sort of curious on... Like where do you ultimately fall on the spectrum then because I'm assuming you still like I or I guess it's more of a guilty pleasure for you at this point, or yeah, <laughs> it's more
2: of a guilt it's more of a guilty pleasure because it always comes up in a conversation between me and my friends of us rambling about how much we hate bleach and then how much we actually love it because it impacted a lot of us while growing up mm-hmm. between like middle school, high school, and college. And the fact that you want to be those types of characters—it had a really cool premise, at least in a, in like the first couple seasons—and it did spectacularly well for the type of edgy series that it was at the time. Things that were running were more sad shonen things like Naruto, or something more upbeat like One Piece. But there's never really a show that is going against the system at that time. Okay, So that's why I feel like the show resonated in a lot of younger people. And Bleach was also, I would arguably say, one of the biggest uh shows that gave the uh, music artists like Yui, Asian Kung Fu Generation, and Eve World Aqua Times their platform. It was their debut made in Bleach. So as much as we say like, oh, you know, Bleach sucks, like there's a lot of very good merits that came out of it as well.
0: I see. Would you uh, say that you started finding those crit- or like you started forming those critiques of bleach like as you got older or were the were, were, was bleach something that you sort of always had critiques on but sort of like the pros overtook the cons for you?
2: Uh, It's a little bit half and half, because when I was younger, I definitely noticed that there were a lot of moments where things were super dragged out, you know, very typical shounen fights, they're dragged out for like over three episodes, and you're like, okay, you know, it's kind of getting boring, (laughs) and you kind of start noticing, you know, when you have the attention span of a middle schooler, you know, everything goes out the window at that point, and... When you start continuing to watch, you also start to notice that there's a lot of weird plot holes, things don't make sense, a lot of unnecessary characters start dying, and then things just start to add up as you think more and more into it as you grow older and see how much the series has quite fallen in both the anime and the manga adaptation too. But at the same time, you still kind of hold on to like, I guess, like that childish dream of like, it's still daishobu. It's still a decent show. It was still something that was a gateway for a lot of people.
0: And that was my next and that was actually my question like why do you think it's such a successful gateway despite having so many character slash like story writing flaws that people all sort of pick on now despite probably a lot of those people who, <laughs> who pick on it used it as a gateway you know Yeah yeah
2: it was definitely one of the biggest gateways into anime and it was fairly popularized in the west too I think concepts like Bleach, and Naruto, and One Piece provided like this fantastical premise that really took people away and that's what people wanted to immerse themselves into.
1: Yeah, I just want to say that first part also like leading like all like the there's a good amount of the show that's actually or Bleach in general is actually really good like the setup and everything. I think it's what mm-hmm. comes after probably that Eisen arc or something. Uh, when they go back, yeah. through, back to Mundo again that's where it kind of falls off but like i think the setup like the the, I, the idea and the world is what pe- what drew people in and it's good up until that point and then after that it just starts falling off when more characters come in and then like it's kind of like where is this going type thing
0: so both of you guys would say like the biggest um like the not benefit. I don't know why I'm thinking benefit, <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, uh, w- one of the best parts of like Bleach is the world building, or at least just the um, just the way that they set the world up initially.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like you see, like, as, if you're like a middle schooler or high schooler and you're watching this series, you kind of like put yourself in Ichigo shoes. I think that's the most thing. Like, where uh, where you are, like, oh, Ichigo's cool, right? I want to be that cool kid or something. And <laughs> He's like, oh, he's gonna be a soul reaper, and then, um, and then he gets tied up with another soul reaper, and and it's not like that. He's like, uh, like a, a little bit overpowered, right? He just has this power, that this magical power that, or, uh, where he's able to defeat, um, hollows, and then Rukio's just like surprised, right? And he has, to, she has to give up like half her power to him, and so he's now like, tied in that, and he he has to, um, continue on with that, and then he enters Soul Society. He like shakes up everything there. So like. How he does that and everything is very very interesting and then like seeing him do that Along. And then he's also, it's kind of like a side job too. Like, oh, he still has to go to school. He still has to do something, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he, oh. you know, yeah. And he has to keep a secret, right? And he's like, always oh, he's fighting yeah. his dad. And his dad's like, it, the, the comedy bits are also really great, especially in the first part. I of guess the, show.
0: the other part that I, that works really well is, you know, now, like, you know, Agnes, you mentioned this was in middle school. So our edgy emo days is technically also our like rebellious stages. So in, yeah, it, it
2: definitely is. Yeah, I see it
0: now. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) so my question to you agnes is did you still do you still keep up with the manga i know the manga ended but it definitely um it definitely ended a while after the anime had ended so
2: i mean i am looking forward to the thousand year war arc that they're planning to animate because i don't because it's been so long since the manga ended and the original anime i don't know if they'll fix anything mm. like i'm kind of curious to see if they'll fix current plot holes or try to like work their way around it or actually just leave it the way that it is because we still don't have a definitive date on when that comes out
0: right gosh that was announced so long ago i feel like yeah it was like it was.
2: probably like last year i think <laughs> or earlier this year so i'm kind of like Oh, that's a very interesting reboot, I guess, question mark, of a continuation of the series. I
0: mean, based on the reactions on our anime trending page, people are honestly very excited. So the love is still very much there for it, even though a lot of people critique it and call it overrated now. So,
2: (laughs) I think Bleach is like that one series that everyone is okay to admitting that they were some pretentious edgelord in middle school (laughs) and still critique it anyway.
0: (laughs) It like in a weird way, it kind of reminds me of like people's reactions to the Edwards' point of view of Twilight coming out.
1: (laughs) Oh no! Midnight
0: Sun, where everyone's just like everyone's still ridiculously excited for it, even though it's pretty like admitted that it's the story is overrated, and so like that's what it kind of reminds me of.
2: (laughs) Completely, one hundred percent.
0: Oh gosh! I mean, you know what they say: hatred technically isn't the opposite of love because they're just both very, very intense emotions. So if you hate it, you kind of like it a little, just enough. So
2: I mean, you're you're passionate enough to talk about that you hate it. So there's that. Yeah. I- if you didn't hate it, then you just become very like distant and non-emotive about it at all. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, oh, well, I guess. Um, how I see it, Agnes is Bleach is your problem child An anime. <laughs> it is. <laughs> okay, but now that we're on that topic, who's your favorite character from that anime? Because I know there's so many of them.
2: Oh gosh, there's so many of them. All the side characters are super good. I don't like any of the main characters. Ouch. Let me just put it out there. They're all boring at this point. The only one that I would like is Ichigo Season 1. And that's it. That's the only rendition season that I'll approve one, of.
0: Ichigo only? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Cool. he's I have the collector's edition of the first novel of the first volume oh. and he's really cool in the first season that's it <laughs> in terms of side characters I don't think I can pick one because I'll just say like all their faults but all their pros as well because they all fit very well into the story mm-hmm. So I have no opinion really well,
0: last <laughs> well, someone with no investment in it. my favorite is Ukiora for his looks that is all <laughs> um, <laughs> what about you Isabel do you have a
1: favorite? <laughs> Yeah, mine would be I, I really like main characters, so I like Ichigo. I have like a oh, wallpaper okay. scroll actually Nice my computer wallpaper is just Ichigo. <laughs> actually Nice. <right> now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's one and then like I mentioned before Grim Joe as well. Okay. Yeah, Gumjo is super
2: entertaining. He's yes. super wild. He is wild and very loud. Is- is He's it- basically Bakugo. It's
0: really interesting because I feel like people are just naturally drawn to characters that are very chaotic.
2: <laughs> I think it's because we have we have so much self restraint in life, and we feel like we need somebody to be our agent of chaos. We need someone who. Doesn't give any craps about the world around them and is willing to create chaos because we're too chicken to do it ourselves.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, well, do you have another anime that's been deemed as overrated that you wouldn't consider a guilty pleasure, um, Agnes, or is this the only one you'd want to talk about to, uh, today? That's the only one I have.
2: I had another one, but now that I keep thinking about it, I don't. It's more of like. The other one is more of the franchise is considered potentially half overrated and half not and it doesn't really fall into any of the broader categories that we're discussing today.
0: Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Um save that cuz we probably will want to use it for later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Isabel, I'm heading right over to you. Was Bleach one of the ones you picked as well
1: or no? Uh no, actually. I was going to do Bleach, but yeah, I decided against it. Well, more like I like this one more, so um... Okay. The one I'm gonna pick is Gintama, which I've talked about, <laughs> and I think it's the best anime ever. <laughs> well, it's one of my favorite anime. Uh, it's definitely overtaken Bleach, so that's why I-, I wanted to talk about that today. And anime, mean, as you know, Gintama is, uh, is like pretty much comedy and action uh, most of the time. And the reason why it's overrated, I think, if, if you go onto like my anime list and you go to like top anime. Most of the Gintama series top the list, and it's very hard to, you know, for someone who doesn't understand, like, why is this anime everywhere, right? And it's mostly mm-hmm. because the small fan base that it has just rates it as, like, top top 10. They just think it's great. And so I think a lot of other people who haven't watched it or seen it are just kind of like, why is that so? And I would say Gintama is hard to get into, actually. When you watch, like, episode 0 to, like, 10 or maybe even yeah I, it it 50s. made no
0: sense to me as someone who did struggle with it at first, mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I also did too, um, the slapstick comedy is something that I feel like we have to get used to, yeah, and you have to like trudge through it. I couldn't trudge through it for a little while, but I did know like a lot of people praise the resulting story afterwards in the later series seasons. Yeah, so I think that's the, exactly the reason
1: why. I only got into it because I, I hadn't seen it before. And one of my friends who was also a fan of it, she was like, you need to watch this in and, and like the later days of my college. And I was like, all right. She's like, it, it gets good at episode 50. And I was like, you, you're going to make me watch 50 episodes of this? But she was so excited about it. She, just, she, she said she didn't really have anyone to share it with. And she's like, I need to share it with you because I know I can convince you. And I'm like all right 50 episodes it is so i just <laughs> sat there and watched it i actually well i was actually drawn in within the first 10 episodes mostly because i like i said i like main characters a lot so i really like gintoki so mm. she really didn't have to try that hard she didn't really didn't have to put that 50 episode marker on me but she overestimated it because <laughs> <laughs> i try to do the same thing with my sister and even she was like same uh, i guess the same as you guys where she's like i i don't see anything in this uh you know, a slice of life type thing or uh, the slapstick comedy. I feel like the comedy is very specific. It only works on certain people who actually are entertained by it. And not only that, there's no plot too, right? Every episode is kind of like separate. They have long dialogues and uh, the characters go on and do some crazy things. Like you can never really predict what's going to happen because that's kind of how gintama is. And then Also, it's a hard anime to get new people interested in too, right? It's not something I would recommend to someone who's like completely new to anime or hasn't seen that many.
0: You know what's interesting is I feel like most of the anime that's considered overrated by the community are gateway animes that help people get into the anime world, but I... Gintama really isn't a gateway anime. Like you I think you do have to like be somewhat familiar with sort of like the anime style to really appreciate it for what it is.
1: Right. At best, uh I think it really works on maybe Japanese people because they do, do parodies on like real life events that are like in Japan or, you know, uh, play on words that's better understood if you are Japanese. So I think that's the other thing. It's very Japanese I and mean, maybe the humor too is more Japanese and that's why Westerners don't really, you know, latch on to Gintama as much. And not only that, the setting is just kind of weird. It's just uh samurais and Edo, they have swords, right? But there are aliens there with guns. So it's kind of <laughs> weird. The aliens are shooting you with guns and then, you know, Gin, Gintoki and the Shinsengumi and everyone are just still fighting with swords. And they just make it happen. So it just doesn't make sense. And not to mention, he works with a sword that's like a wooden sword. And I'm like, it it probably breaks many times throughout the series. But he just has it. It just comes back magically. (laughs) And he defeats things with it. So a lot of the things don't make sense. So it's mostly for the comedy, I would say. And then I will
0: say, though, that... (laughs) Oh, I I was going to say that uh, it's interesting. Another interesting thought that occurred to me is... For the people who really have seen Gintama, none of them think it's overrated. Like, the people who've really, really seen it think Mm -hmm. that it's absolutely worthy of, like, its hype and its praise. Versus, you know, versus, you know, Bleach Watchers who... Who who's seen the series oh. and are like, eh, it's like it's okay. I don't sort of understand why everyone loves it, sort of thing. You know what I mean? But with Gintama, I feel like the people who's really really seen it are they they admit that it it lives up to the name. So, uh, I think I think that's like an interesting difference. It's like it's almost like sort of this entering obstacle that stands in the way. But once you're in it, you're you're basically okay. I mean Gintama
2: doesn't have any I, w- I would say like doesn't have any glaring faults mm-hmm. that develop throughout the storyline. It just naturally gets better and better, which is why like so many people stand by it. Mm-hmm. Versus like Bleach has like a sharp peak and then a decline,
1: so- which is why the fandom base is more divisive. That's a good point. Yeah, I would say so too. Towards the later arcs when it actually develops some type of plot and really create like long arcs. And he even admits that. Oh yeah, we're in, you know the show's ending, so uh, we gotta get some <laughs> fighting in. <That's laughs> I gotta give it end. that nice closure. Oh, seriously, so
0: we stand animes that break the fourth wall.
2: Mm-hmm. Always, always.
0: <laughs> why do we find that so great? That's that's my other question. Now, because now you know, going a little off topic, but it's like you know, yeah. people tend to like chaotic characters. Like, why do we like it when things break the fourth wall? <laughs>
2: I think it's because we don't expect it and if it's timed right it becomes so much more riveting to watch. And this is the same way I feel with like uh American media, western media or just like movies in general too. A lot of series breaking f- a lot of movies that do kind of break that fourth wall have you kind of like reeling like oh dang, this is like an actual critique or oh wow, this is like an attack on me kind of thing. Mm. So it, it develops a very different experience, I feel. Versus, like, other anime, like, let's say, like, the Bleach example that we use, there's no breaking the fourth wall, but you're just, like, squarely sitting in that storyline instead.
0: That's true. Huh.
1: Yeah, that's true. That never really happens with Bleach. Bleach is, you know, it's just sitting in its own world, and uh, they keep going on with it. Yeah.
0: Meanwhile, Gintama's like, yeah, our thing's about about to end.
1: And we're gonna do that. And Bleach uh, or Gintoki at one point does turn into Ichigo also. I don't know. What? That, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like literally dressed up with like the black hair and then has like the. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. They do so many of those. It's great.
2: Yeah. I actually wonder like how they actually, how Sawaru sensei actually got the permission from Shonen Jump to just
1: parody and all these th- characters. That was my next
0: question. I'm like, I, I think they have to get rights to do something like that.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I don't know actually. They just he he just does it all. He just parodies everything that's possible and I I don't know how they get permission to I'm pretty sure the production team has gotten into trouble for a certain amount of times. Oh they my also have in the show where Oops. like <laughs> you know, they also But like, I also wonder
2: okay. I also wonder if like the original concept of Gintama when suwado Sensei went up to the, the editors, he's like, Hey, I wanna make a parody off of Shonen Jump. Can I borrow all of your titles? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, okay, I guess share, and they just
1: ran with it.
0: <laughs> and also, let's include aliens with machine guns in here. Yes,
2: aliens with yeah. machine guns. Yeah. Ten out of ten.
1: Actually, yeah, that was the original plot. They were just gonna have aliens come in. He was he his original idea that actually, Gintoki wasn't even a character it was actually um, Hijikata which is uh, oh! one of the so <laughs> that that's a more
2: logical choice yeah, okay that so, so, makes more you sense you know he was
1: supposedly like the main character i can also see that because there are a lot of arcs where like uh, gintoki and hijikata are kind of like parallels they like always butt heads and mm. um, yeah so like his original idea um, if i remember correctly it was like he hijikata was the main character and then uh, you know, he's, like, the cool guy. He, like, smokes and everything. And he's, like, kind of, like, almost the leader of the Asian Sengumi, even though Kondo is. So um, he definitely attracts a lot of people and everything. But then I think his editor or something was, like, we should add something different here. And that's where <laughs> Gintoki with the white hair came in. And, you know, he's, like, wearing his shirt, like, a half, I don't even know what he wears, actually. He's, like, wearing boots with, like, a, I forget what kind, like, his white robe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah,
0: And thus, Gintama was bored, guys. Yeah. The legendary anime <laughs> that both makes sense and then just doesn't make sense sometimes, when you just roll with it at this point. Exactly. Uh-huh.
2: I just like the parody that they did with Sengoku Basura where they yelled, like, let's party. Yes! <laughs> I know what you're
0: talking about. Uh-huh. Would you say Isabel, that Gintama is both like uh what that you genuinely love and think is well written and your guilty pleasure all in one?
1: <laughs> all in one. It definitely is all in one. Oh. It, it hits all the spots for me uh, with the comedy and like it even made me cry. So yeah. <gasps> oh. uh, and it also has all the action. I'm like really really excited for the movie that's supposed to come out next year. I think mm-hmm. it's supposed to be like the last arc or something. Hopefully the last arc, This the running joke is like, oh, this is the last thing. No, it's not the last <laughs> thing.
2: Actually breaking the fourth wall of shonen jump mangas. It's the last arc, guys. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, my gosh. I don't know if you guys know this, but the live action of Geetama is actually pretty funny. Um, My roommate, who's Japanese, decided to watch it. And Mm -hmm. Elizabeth is literally just someone in an Elizabeth mascot costume. Like, it wasn't even CGI or anything.
2: (laughs) Um, How it actually is supposed to be.
0: (laughs) Well, no, no, no. no. I know that. But it's just like, I, I don't know. I just... I just wasn't expecting an actual mascot costume in a live action guys like (laughs) um it just shocked me and i was like i was like they actually did that they're like it's like yeah and then she even showed me the um the video where they revealed the cast on who's playing who and they didn't reveal who's uh playing Elizabeth, but there was, yeah. like, a, an Elizabeth, like, statue on the stage, only it wasn't a, sna- a statue, and, like, the actor was in the mascot the entire time, <laughs> just standing still, and they didn't reveal it until the very end, and actually scared all the actors, because the actors didn't know about it either, so, dedication, guys, <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> Uh. How do you how do you walk into a studio about to do a recording or rehearsing and you're not seen by other people's faces? Like <laughs> how do you remain under? do you like hop onto the subway like at five like six AM in the morning, ready to go do the recording and the production and you're just wearing an Elizabeth costume on the train? <laughs> oh I-, I guess so. <laughs> How did the voice actors not know who their coworker is? Or do they like sneak out the round the back door into like a bathroom that's conveniently there and they quickly change the costume before they walk onto the stage?
0: I don't I don't know, but literally everyone thought it was just like a statue on stage. Like they didn't think it was like the actual actor with them until they revealed it and then he moved and everyone on stage was like, Ah! Like he moved! And so <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, I guess if you, I guess if you just be Elizabeth, then you become Elizabeth. I don't know. I'm just making <laughs> up now at this point. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, no, that would. Uh, I mean, I personally really uh, like Intama now that I've, you know, uh, now that I've gone through the initial obstacle, just because I was more, just more confused on what the story was even about, but. Um, but then you realize that this is essentially what the story is about, is the audience going, what's going on. So, yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. no, I think Gintama is, uh, and obviously Gintama is very, very successful in Japan. So it's just like, it's just if anyone's a little concerned about uh, starting it, um, you know, like Isabel said, it it takes a few episodes to get into it, or as a, Isabel's friend said, fifty episodes. So yeah, I,
1: mean,
0: I wonder why she decided fifty. Is there a particular reason for that, or was that
1: just the number she chose? <laughs> I think she just chose fifty, honestly, or maybe because fifty is like when there's like a tiny Shinsegumi arc. I think that's why mm, she was like, I "Oh, I think that's when you're you're gonna like it." And I'm like, "That that seems like a you know that's that's a long ways away, but okay." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man alright so
0: that's Gintama do you have another one Isabel or is Gintama
1: the one for today Gintama is the one for me today maybe we can circle back I would definitely want to hear yours as well
0: okay so I guess we're moving on to mine then so my first pick is I have two I want to talk about so my first pick is Mm -hmm. less like guilty pleasure but it's a little anime called Demon Slayer that exploded (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. To um, the
2: Twitter images. So uh,
0: I, I don't think it comes as a surprise for many people that Demon Slayer has been called overrated. I think it started off with a bang with everyone loving it. And then as the love continued, people started to call it overrated. And so but either way, it's definitely reached a point where people have quite literally gotten very upset towards Demon Slayer fans and... And basically did not think the anime was worth the praise and the commotion that came about from it. I'm actually on the boat to say that I think Demon Slayer is genuinely a very solid and very well-written story that gets you very emotionally invested. I um I think part of the backlash is more like a lot of the fans of Demon Slayers are new anime watchers. And so it became their gateway anime. And when they just watch one and they automatically say it's the best anime in existence, it kind of makes other people in the anime community who's been here longer a little angry just because there's so many options out there. And, um, and by the way, I don't think Demon Slayer is the best anime in existence. That is uh, reserved for another very, very special one that everyone in this group already knows. Um, but I do think it's a lot better than the people who are calling it over uh, overrated is giving it credit for. Because I think, I personally think the world setup is really well done. And I really like the heart of the story because... Because it tends to be about you know protagonists or these overrated anime. Uh, unfortunately, all tend to come from um, shonen uh, story uh, manga adaptations. But within shonen, I think it's easy to say that it tends to be very singular focused, where the protagonist <clears throat> wants something grand, or the pro like the protagonist has some great vision of something. But it's very but it's very individually focused. Demon Slayer has the unique uh the unique theme of Tanjiro more of Tanjiro focusing on his sister. So the goal is much less about him individually but more about like his relationship uh with a sibling that he loves very much. And so I thought that was unique already from the get go. And then second of all, I think the way that they've built his um his training, his character setup has been very well done because like, because a, a huge tendency of shown protagonists is that they train and then they become ridiculously powerful and they're able to defeat the current, um, they, they're able to defeat the current arcs villain. But while Tanjiro always does defeat the, uh, current villain, uh, the current villain in whichever arc he was in, it shows how much of a struggle it was for him. And it, Ultimately, isn't powered by some flashback to a training that he remembers or like some other flashback to, um, you know, his friends, you know, waiting on him or something like that. It it actually he actually requires a lot of help from other people to come in. And. um, I I genuinely don't think he's been able to to just straight up defeat one on his own without some kind of assistance coming in. So. Yeah, I just think I just think the the overrated people talking about Demon Slayer are just more upset about how the fandom has reacted more than the actual storyline itself. But that's sort of my opinion, and I kind of want to hear about it from you too.
2: Uh, I would say that you're right on that aspect that Demon Slayer has gotten a lot of flack recently because it's a lot of people that have become very jaded by the hype train that it pulls through. But at its core, the story is rather decent and that Tanjuro struggles quite more. And I have to add, like, a lot of the antagonists that he ends up defeating throughout the, what, one season, two seasons now?
0: How many seasons again? It's technically one. Yeah,
2: it's just one. one. season. Yeah, it's two core, right? Yeah, yeah it's two core. Yeah, so- oh, it's a two core. Mm-hmm. And the entire season, like, he suffers a lot of bone breakage. Like, he's usually has, like, the wind knocked out of his lungs, he's got a couple ribs broken, he physically can't walk because something shattered his knee or something like that. Versus, like, a lot of shonen protagonists don't really have that drawback. It's usually, like, a slash of blood through the chest or, like, splice across the cheek, you know, to show that they're mortally damaged. Mm-hmm. But Tanjiro takes quite a beating. And the same thing goes with a lot of his other companions, too. Like, uh, Zenitsu is severely poisoned. He almost died from the poisonous spider bites. And uh Inosuke was fighting basically against a big brute and had a lot of his bones broken too. So the mortality factor of Demon Slayer is rather realistic and I think that's what a lot of people resonate with as well. That they can just sit there and be like, oh my god, I actually feel for these people. I actually sympathize with the main heroes compared to More other overage shows where at one point you kind of don't care about the main protagonist anymore. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, and that was like, and I'm glad you point that out because, like, that was a thing that I thought was unique as well. When Tanjiro, after a fight, would breathe and be like, ouch, it hurts to breathe and... A lot of times those these protagonists from these shows that are, you know, considered overrated, they get beaten up and they're and but then they defeat the villain. And suddenly when they're done defeating the villain, it's like everything's Daijobu again, even though they're bleeding from all these places. AKA mm-hmm. they probably would have bled out by now. If this is real life. But with Tanjiro, it's like he finishes his fighting and defeating this bad guy, but this bad guy really messed up his his like ribs. And so when he's like trying to get to the next stop, he's just like every step hurts and he's just like biting it down and so yeah it's 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 another attention to detail that i think is that really speaks to the brilliance or like the good writing of the anime itself and so yeah i just I, i it's just it's upsetting to see people um bash on it and i sometimes wonder if sort of people just go in watching just to bash on it because so many people have said talked about how good it is like is that possible
2: Oh, there's definitely that's definitely a possibility, I think, especially with because we're the Internet, people will do anything to get views, even if they talk negatively or talks about stuff that they don't fully support. But it's something that is worth gathering attention for. And it's a little bit dishonest, but people do what they want on the Internet and people like to react just as much on the Internet as well.
0: What about yeah. you, Isabel? Did you watch Demon
1: Slayer? Do you have opinions about it? I did. um, and I well, uh, For me, I actually only watched it because everyone else was hyping it. And I actually didn't like the first few episodes, I feel like. And I also feel like I can't really get behind Tanjiro as the main character. Okay, that's fair. What's, what makes you say that in regards to Tanjiro? A perfect type of character, I would say because he's like uh, very nice. Okay. He's like very nice. He's willing to train and everything. He's, you know, he's smart and he's a good brother and I feel like there's almost almost no flaws in his personality or like how he treats everyone and how he's trying to protect everyone and it's not something, you know, it's something we've seen before with, you know, bunch of shonen Main characters, but I wish there was more to him. I think that's what I wished for in the beginning, because we start off with Tondril, right, with the events mm-hmm. and everything. So I kind of can't but get behind him. I, I do love the other characters, like Zenitsu, and um. Just because they're like different, and maybe because they have that that chaotic personality type. Of... <laughs> <laughs> the other two are very chaotic, <laughs> extremely <laughs> chaotic. Yeah, so I end up liking them more than Tanjiro. So I think that's—I feel like that's kind of one of the things. I'm Man. guilty of
0: watching compilations of Inosuke just mispronouncing Tanjiro's name cuz oh I think God, that's yeah. so funny. <laughs>
2: there's a there's a really good rendition of somebody on YouTube animating Inosuke using the lines from Buzzfeed Supernatural of Shane going like, "You want to screw with me, demon? Fine, I'm here." And it's just Inosuke just like yelling those lines and it's actually fantastic to watch. You can find I love it on YouTube. It love um, it <laughs> but i definitely can see what you mean isabel because like Tandro, if there's no flaws to like his perfect if like this i guess like the question is if the series had pointed out of Tandro being too selfless to the point that his altruism breaks him would you say that it was a potential flaw for him
1: yeah in that case i we I, obviously okay. we haven't seen that i'm hoping we see that later maybe but okay um or maybe because yeah, i
2: was thinking like mm-hmm. it's hard to do it for like a super good character when you just really want to break him. Right.
0: His so. real uh flaw is that he has a sister complex, let's be honest here. Ooh,
2: I mean, mm-hmm. it's not as bad as irregular, so
0: Okay, that one doesn't oh. count. Why <laughs> would you point that one out? Did you do that just to spite Be- me? <laughs> yes, but also
2: yes, but also because you mentioned cis complex. So.
0: <laughs> I mean, he, he does have a slight one towards this. Account, so <laughs> but not like bordering incest disgust sort of area for obvious reasons. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> so here's another question I have about Demon Slayer that it pops up. Do you think Tanjiro is a realistic representation of what siblings would look like uh i'm an only child so i can't speak on that regard i just know people and seen interactions between siblings but i wanted to know if anybody else has had a different experience than what tanjiro and nezuko portray as like perfect siblings
0: so i'm also an only child as well so i can't speak to personal experiences but i think um but i will say i've read someone's point of view on it and um Some, Because I know that was a critique that they said like Tanjiro and Nezuko's relationship wasn't very realistic between like a brother and sister. But someone else pointed out who, by the way, also has siblings that considering he like lost everyone in his family, even if they had more of like a bickering relationship before the trauma of like having of basically being utterly alone except for the two of them probably would have immediately like smoothed out the relationship for stuff in the future because it's like because the person who wrote it basically was saying like you know I'm an older brother and I basically tease and mock like my younger sister all the time but he's like I I bet you that if genuinely something like that happened to my family somehow like first I'll cry is the first thing I do but the second if it's like my younger sister's life's like you bet I am going to be like Oh be overprotective at every angle possible because that's all I have left, essentially. So I see. So it's a lot of like uh
2: what what's what's the term? Um guilt and um what's the term used for like as a survivor?
0: Survivor's uh, guilt?
2: Yeah, survivor's guilt, there you go. Oh. I would guess like it's survivor's guilt then that kicks in. Because Tanjiro lost all his family and the only person he has left is Nezuko. Like if he hadn't intervened um, especially when Gyu was about to kill Nezuko mm-hmm. then that that would have kicked in,
1: yeah. Yeah, I would agree. As the older sibling or as an older sibling that's kind of how it would be. Or like what you said, Gracie, what your friend said, like, mm-hmm. um, I definitely don't have a brother, but I have a younger sister and that's kind of how I would act to my towards my younger sister, you know, if we lost all our family type thing. Like I would definitely be nice to her, even though, yeah, most of the time we bicker a little, you know, we talk about things. So I think, from
0: my understanding, because the anime, um, the anime had to cut, uh, cut out some stuff, unsurprisingly, as most adaptations have to. But um, from my understanding, there were actually flashbacks of, uh, Tanjiro and Nezuko like before the tragic, um, before the tragic incident, and, um, and the flashbacks actually show his interactions with Nezuko and his other siblings a lot more realistically as how siblings are. They fight, they argue, they fight over toys and like other stuff. Mm-hmm. And he lectures them cause he's older than them and stuff like that. But it's just like, so I think like that was to sh- essentially show like his sort of overprotectiveness slash attachment to Nezuko has grown 10 times because of losing everyone else, which I think is honestly a very natural thing to happen when it comes to any families losing losing a particular family member, you tend to try to hold the other one a little closer after that,
1: right? Right. Mm-hmm. I
2: see. I see. Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, so that is um, so that is my um, first one, which is Demon Slayer. My second choice is more of a guilty pleasure one, but it's Naruto and i'm in the same boat as um as agnes when it comes to like my problems with naruto and critiques about it i think everyone who calls naruto overrated and talks about its problems and its flaws and storytelling characters are absolutely correct i do not argue with them <laughs> um, but something about naruto is just a little different for me because kind of like how bleach was sort of like your middle school anime naruto was my middle school anime I, even though it Tech- it aired earlier i believe but i think it's the heart of the story that really had an impact on me and obviously a lot of other people out there because as as complicated and at times toxic of a friendship that Sasuke and Naruto had there was something to be said about two boys who are essentially completely alone in the world and despite being so antagonistic towards each other they are also ironically most similar to each other in regards to experiences of that loneliness And so I think, like, that friendship of Naruto and Sasuke that really powered the series all the way to the end with it being the main theme in the final battle just really reached out to people in middle school who are sort of learning to establish that sort of, like, deeper connections with friends. Because, I mean, not not saying anything against friends you make in elementary school, but I definitely, like, I definitely don't... keep up with like the my childhood childhood friends in fact a lot of them I I just ended up growing apart from them versus the ones I make later in life that I'm still very um close to today and love a lot and so I think like Naruto having that sort of like as its main theme all throughout the story still made an important impact to people who's watching it including me and so even with all its troubles that came in later the fillers and like um, the later arcs with, like, Kaguya and stuff, which I also didn't care for at all, um, it ultimately still, like, holds some love of my heart, <laughs> and so, so that's definitely, like, my guilty pleasure. I still go back and, like, watch clips online, just, like, the moments that get me, and so, I don't know. When Naruto hits well, it hits well. That's all I'll say. So,
2: <laughs> oh, I feel like sweet. a lot more people are forgiving towards Naruto. Uh, rather than other shonen series, just because of like how good it hits in the soul.
1: Yeah, it really does. Even with like small side characters, they'll get you as well. Not only just like the main characters. So certain things, and you, I feel like you can, you definitely get behind most of the characters in Naruto. And. It's definitely one of the shows where, like, it's definitely one of those gateway anime as well, right? So, like, mm-hmm, it's easy yeah. to introduce. A lot of people can get uh, uh, watch it easily.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's also a setup for other anime, like Kintama, I might say. Or, you know, other shows are like, oh, this is this guy's totally a Naruto. Or this guy's just a <laughs> Yes!
0: No, no, no. Yes, that's exactly it's what happens where I'm like, uh that guy acts like a Sasuke or something mm-hmm. like that. So. <laughs> um yeah, I think I think probably its biggest flaw is, of course, the female characters, which is really unfortunate. But but it's just it, it's it's like and it's funny because even like one of my friends who she is she's usually very critical of anime when they don't give her good female characters. And she absolutely cannot con- continue them, even if they should oh. if they don't get one of them, mm-hmm. she, even she continued Naruto and watched it all the way to the end. And basically felt really emotional about it ending. Despite the fact that, you know, they're really... It's the number of good female characters in Naruto is just so far and few in between. And so um, the fact that someone like that who has that sort of strict requirement was still able to watch it till the very end. I felt like was just telling of its ability to elicit emotions, if nothing else. At least that's how I see it. Um.
2: I think that's completely fair. That is a completely fair assessment of Naruto in that regard.
0: It's like, in my head, I'm like, Naruto is trash, but it's good trash, so... It's good trash.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Gintama seems like trash... But it has been consistently very, very Yeah, good yeah, trash. yeah. <laughs>
0: like, Kintella looks like trash, but then you look into it, and it's not. And then... It's a
2: treasure pile. Yeah, it's a treasure <laughs> pile,
0: quite literally. But then, it, like, but, yeah, Naruto's trash, but it's just somehow good trash, and that's what it is, so... Um, and, like, I've actually... I've cried in Naruto. Like, I... And obviously, you guys can laugh at me, because I do cry easily, but it's just, like... I Shonen anime don't tend to make me cry, in all honesty. And I've cried with Naruto. Scenes there the scene where like his parents sacrificed themselves, like when it was his birth, like that made me feel terrible. And um the episode where um the episode where Gara was a- essentially able to bury the hatchet with his like reanimated father, like that like hit me really hard as well. I guess I guess the thing Naruto does really well is the relationships because even mm-hmm. if the characters can be flat sometimes, even if the story kind of flounders, um, even if sometimes the antagonists aren't, aren't super duper important, they end up being kind of like gags gags in the end. The relationships that each characters have with each other feel very real and be- and because we as humans care a lot about relationships and communities i think that's why we are able to connect with naruto so much and be able to forgive all these other flaws that the anime has which it certainly does so
2: that's a really good point i never thought of it like that
0: i, I the thought
2: just that occurred to the me the relationship is actually did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I did not I did not. (laughs) Good brainstorming session.
0: I just like it just occurred to me because I was thinking about all the scenes I like to watch and I'm like, oh, you know what? I was watching it for the relationship (laughs) and so
2: (laughs) Why do I feel like that is it's such a perfect show in that regard for you? Because you're super big in like character interpersonal relationship, whether it be like romantic, platonic, family or you know, what have you.
0: Yeah, that is very true. Relationships is an important part of any sort of story that I read or write or watch, um, for that matter. I mean, this is why character development, or this is why, um, like, in my opinion piece, I said characters matter more than plot. Um, And while I do have, like, a lot of analysis, that is also my personal take as well. I do think characters matter more than plot. But it could also just because... I personally value relationships a lot between people and like different bonds and so thus I am more drawn to characters versus plot. Because yeah, I mean Naruto's plot is fairly straightforward, if not probably one of the simplest um storylines out there in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I would say it's pretty straightforward. And not only that, the characters also develop pretty well. So that's why a lot of people can't, you know do like naruto as well because the character naruto himself develops everyone else around him as well just to get stronger and then you know with the bigger fights that they face as well Mm -hmm. not to mention their mentors as well they have their own you know problems that they have to solve and Mm -hmm. with the villages and everything so and also the world world building itself you know it kind of like i feel like naruto is you know obviously one of the first ninja type manga or anime so Mm -hmm. it's interesting dive into that as well
0: yeah, I think um, I, it was funny because while you were saying all these characters are developing, I'm like, and then Sasuke gets worse. But anyway, <laughs> 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 um, but yeah.
2: I, if Sasuke wants to reach that pedestal, he needs a revamp. Sasuke's just Sasuke. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sasuke no. Will forever be the beam.
0: Okay, in Sasuke's defense, he was okay. dealing with a lot of mental health issues and trauma, and it's not like there's ninja therapy in Naruto (laughs) so it's not like he could get professional help if you know what I mean Um. I mean like
2: I guess like my my gripe with Sasuke is that he despite having very similar backgrounds with Naruto and that he was considered like his anti thesis, seasons like one through three of Sasuke was like really solid. Like it made sense. Mm, yeah. And then up until like the uh the retrieval Sasuke arc made a lot of sense. Like, you know, it's Sasuke going through problems, trying to understand like his uh his gripe on society and like where he stands. But he never changes or comes to any realizations later on. He just kind of stays stagnant in emo. So I think that's why a lot of people end up hating him because like he doesn't do anything at the end of the day. He's just still angsty, even though Naruto's just like, be my friend. Like you would think after hearing so many Narutos being like that, like Sasuke and like trying to run after him to be his friend, like Sasuke will eventually get tired of it and concede. But no, the guy's just stubborn and he just stays the way that he is, which I guess. Ends up having him as one of the most disliked characters in the series. Another
0: reason why Um, people were unhappy with him was after he did find out the truth about Itachi and like everything Itachi went through, he sort of went 180 against very much against what Itachi's wishes are. But that was ironically one of the things I felt more okay with because finding out Itachi's truth is honestly like very jarring. And I absolutely understand why he would be so angry cuz in a way itachi was kind of forced into a corner he didn't have as much of a choice anymore at the very very end and so uh, so getting angry at the society that forced that person into that corner is in my opinion a, a re- an understandable Reaction to that. So, but that was another reason why people really disliked him. But ironically, that was the one that I was like, I don't know. I think that one kind of makes sense, in my opinion. So,
2: no, that one definitely makes sense. I don't know. I just feel like the rest of it is just very flat with Sasuke. After the, I guess, like the story, the typical story progression goes in two ways. Once you have like that big truth reveal, is like either one go against the system or two like try to rework yourself and figure out like where your priorities lie and then like reroute yourself there right but in the end Sasuke doesn't really do much arguably he just kind of like shows up randomly at the in the final shinobi war and he's like I'm gonna help you guys out and at one point he goes like oh yeah I want to be Hokage (laughs) everyone's like confused even I was confused so I guess like the way that the Sasuke route goes, like up and down, and like weird undulations and waves, makes him a very inconsistent and not quite as a lovable character in the entirety of the franchise and in the, in the fandom. Of course, like you have the shippers and everything that will say otherwise, but in the scope of the plot, he's not very consistent. Versus Naruto is very consistent.
0: Yes, no, that's very true. So interesting tidbit about the uh, the first fight between Sasuke and Naruto the one in the valley basically the author had orig- Kishimoto had actually originally planned for Naruto to win and bring Sasuke back because that was typically how shonen uh, arcs Go and how shonen stories, especially at that time, ended with these sort of like best friends start to fight together or fight against each other sort of arcs is, you know, the main character brings the best friend that's kind of got gotten lost back. But um, he went against the formula slash the what his uh, the editors intended because he um, when he talked, he met someone who did lose their entire family in something very tragic. He, after hearing their stories and stuff, he realized that Naruto actually genuinely didn't know where Sasuke's pain was coming from, like his inability to let things go, because of the fact that Naruto unfortunately never really had anyone since he was born, versus someone who did have everything and then completely lose it all. It's a completely different feeling. And so that was why he made the explicit decision that Sasuke actually wins that fight and manages to leave and go to Orochimaru. Was that the right choice to make? Well, we don't know because the story would have turned out completely different if Naruto had won in that first one. But I did think that was probably one of Naruto's most iconic fight scenes to have ever happened. It is really telling that um, Kishimoto has thought it through that carefully when making his decision on whether whether it was that Sasuke wins or whether it was that Naruto wins. So,
1: yeah, that fight was definitely iconic. Like, I I can see myself going back to it, or like you know any reference to it. Everyone pretty much knows about it at least. Yeah, definitely. <sighs>
0: But yes, so that is my two essentially for one that I actually think is well-written and then another one definitely has problems, but I just still love it for some reason. I mean, I know the reason now, but for some reason, I still say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is all the time we have today. Thank you everyone for joining us as we talk about our overrated anime that we love. And I hope you'll all join us next week. Bye everyone. Bye -bye. Bye.